0: I want to talk today about the reason you're here. The reason you're here. Uh, a lot of times, you know, you go through life, and uh, you know, you see this a lot in churches. Uh, number one, but there's there's a lot of people who go to church and maybe keep church at church. If you know what I mean, they don't use their faith and they don't they don't get out. And a lot of times, it comes back to you not knowing the reason why they're here. And and you go to your job, you go to your place of rest and your school and all that stuff, all the things we do in life, if you don't know the reason that you're there, a lot of times you can miss out on the point of why we're all here in the first place. So I want to look today just because everybody needs to know why you're on earth because reason gives relativity, all right? Reason creates engagement and ownership, Um, you know, and I believe, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, you'll either hear them say like, well, I'll, I'll do that someday, you know, I'll get involved someday. Or there's a lot going on and people are already involved and they don't really need me right now. And, and, and the reason why that we get so caught up in those, those things like, oh, I'm in a busy season. I'll get into that when my season's over. Um, you know, a lot of times that comes back to the root of not really feeling a reason of why to get involved. You know, you don't feel like a purpose to get involved. Um. So, But there's a lot of reasons that we do um, things in life. I mean, you look at your, your life, you go to the grocery store because you opened up the cabinet and you found out there was no Reese's Puffs. Anybody else have that issue? No Cheerios. Or even better, none of those um, honey oats with the yogurt, you know what I'm talking about? Those things are candy. Oh my goo. Love it. So you go to the grocery store because you need food, right? That's the reason you go. You send your kids to school, why? They need an education. You send them to church, they need Jesus. (laughs) You guys know better than any, your children need Jesus. Everybody else sees angels, you see who they really are. You know what I mean? They need Jesus. Uh, You go, you get up and go to work every day. Do you do it because you're having fun? Maybe, but most of all, because you need money. You need money. You have a reason of doing things. You ask Jesus into your heart because you have no hope without Him. And a lot of things in your life, all based on a reason, a purpose of why you are doing it. And if you don't figure out the reason of why you're here on earth, why you're doing what you're doing, you'll live in frustration. In fact, you'll miss out on why you show up. And there's too many Christians that don't show up. They're there physically. They're there in body, but they're not there because they've lost the reason of why they're there. I want to look at a a scripture today. Um, It's John chapter 15, verse 12. And uh, it'd be over here on the screen. I I don't know if you can read that. I can't. John 15, 12 says, my commandment is this, love each other as I have loved you Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friend. You are my friends if you do what I command. Now, this is Jesus talking, and he's basically laying it down what true love is. Now, he's like, dude, this is going to blow your mind. We all think that love is this emotional thing, a thing that you feel. And it was just getting to the time in the Bible, too, where people were asking, hey, can I divorce? If my wife has bugged me, can I get rid of her? Can I get a new one? And so they're already going through this, this trying to figure out like what is love? And Jesus was trying to teach this new mindset of love is not an emotion because if you base it on emotion, you'll be done with your wife after you know two three years. You're done with your husband because of all of his flaws and all. In no time, you know I think it'd be quicker for the wife than actually for the husband because you know guys have a lot of annoyances. You know what I'm saying? But, but he was trying to teach this new thing of like, hey, this is true love to lay down your life for, for one's friend. And then he goes into this, this line. And this is the line I want to camp out just a little bit with because he says, you are my friends if you do what I command. And he says, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. And so Jesus, this is crazy, y'all. All right, wait for this. Cause Jesus lays it out and he says, Hey, listen, you've been following me. You're my servant and we've been doing things, but I want to take you past the servant phase into the friend zone. Now, if you're dating, friend zone's bad. You don't want to go there cause you ain't getting out. But with Jesus, it's a whole nother level to your relationship because actually the, fr- the word friend he uses here is prized possession. It's the intimate, in an intimate way. He, it's like a trusted confidant. So like Jesus was saying, I want to take you to where you hear my voice and I, I speak into you. You know, I, I know for me, my wife is my most trusted ally. She knows everything about me. I love her and I trust her a lot more than anybody in the world. So we have this thing and she knows everything about me and it's okay because I trust her. And I wonder... What would happen if, if if we got that close to jesus and he became the person that we trusted and he, be, he became a person that trusted us and started to speak into our life and gave us a reason of being where we are um, a lot of us you know i love how jesus calls because he's like hey this is the thing and he goes on in verse 16 he says you did not choose me but i chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit Fruit that will last and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. I love that because Jesus chose you, but he didn't just stop there. He appointed you. He gave you a badge. And he said, I give you authority now to go in my name. And and the verse right before it, and this is what name we go in, because he said, um, right here, he said, I've called you friends. He said, everything that I learned from the Father, I have made known to you. Think about that, the one who knows it all, wants to literally speak into your life and give you everything that you need. There are people that you shoot the breeze with, there are people that you stay surfacy with, but then there are those people you go deep with. And I don't know about you, but I don't wanna be a person that stays surfacey with Jesus. I wanna know why I'm here. I wanna to get to the point. I wanna say, Jesus, what is the reason for me being where I am, everywhere I go? And whenever you're a kid, you always learn the things. Uh, You know, I love my kids because everything's new. You know, to Anae, the world is one big playground. She's learning stuff, and and they a little bit ago they learned how to get water out of the refrigerator because it was one of those push things, and it's awesome. And now they get their own drinks. It used to be like, Dad, can you give me some water? I'm like, Yeah. Now it's like I can get my own water. It's awesome. Do you remember that, like? I don't know if you remember that i don't remember that but i remember through my kids now but they learn the new things and all of a sudden it's like the coolest thing ever to do that thing right so anne she can't see how much water's in her cup she's just like pushing the thing you know it's overflowing onto her face she's like this is awesome water she's loving it but like it's those new things it's exciting and i wonder uh what would happen if god started to teach us new things and started to get us excited and started to speak that into our lives What would happen inside of us? Would we show up differently? You know, would we come into the scene uh, differently? But I I wonder what God wants to teach us. And I wonder if He wants to teach us not only how to get refreshing water, but I wonder if He wants to teach us why we're getting the water. Just think about that. Like, we're Christians, it's great. And, And a lot of people will say, you know, I'm saved, so like, isn't that enough? I'm going to heaven you know, and maybe you even have your, your family going to heaven with you, which is great, but why? And, and what if Jesus taught you not only how to get water, but, but because that people are thirsty and that's why you're bringing the water? And, and what if we took this whole idea of church and we broke it out of the walls and all of a sudden the reason that we're getting filled up is to take it out into the world and feed those around us? What if it wasn't just for us? What a novel thought, right? And Jesus came and he said, "Hey, I didn't call you just to sit with your cup of water and drink it yourself and sip on it and wait for my coming back. I gave you the cup of water to go feed those that are thirsty, to go fill those up around you, to give them life and life eternally." Um, in Matthew chapter twenty-eight, verse eighteen, uh, this is Jesus, and he's about to go up. He he came to his disciples. And he's got them all gathered up, and he's like, all right, here's the rundown. I'm about to, Daddy's about to leave, and you kids are going to be here alone, so here's the rules, right? So he's like, hey, listen, all authority in heaven and earth have been given to me. Think about that. I mean, that's like, he's the big papa, right? He owns all. He's the mafia king. Kiss his ring. You know, he'll take you out if you don't. All authority on heaven, on earth, has been given to me. Therefore, and this is his commission he gives to us, he says, go and make disciples. Everybody say, go Go. and make. make. Go Go. Go. and make. make. Everybody say, go Go. Go. and make. 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 Say, go Go. and make. All right. (laughs) It's too much of a beat there. Uh, go and make disciples of all nations. The word go there, he literally put for journey or to travel and to make, literally to disciple, instruct, to make yourself uh, replicated. Isn't that great? And I love the word disciple he uses because he doesn't put this whole disciple thing of you've arrived somewhere. The word disciple literally means learner. So he's calling us to be lifetime learners. Now, can we all take a fresh breath of relief that we don't have to know it all? (sighs) Ah, isn't that nice? Just take a chill real quick. You can be a lifelong learner, come to Jesus not knowing a thing, and walk into every situation knowing he's got your back. He's the one who opens doors for you and says you're allowed to go because I say you are. And you can walk in with barely any knowledge, just learning what Jesus do you want to say to this situation right here and now. But I love his commission because he never calls us to come to him and stay there. He calls us to come, get what we need and go. Go make disciples. But if you don't know your reason, why would you leave? So you have to know your reason. Um, I don't know if I've shared uh, the reason that I do what I do, but I wanted to share that with you today because I thought it was just time. For you guys to know number one like where uh the passion comes from for what we do and and why we're here planting in philly you know why why we do what we do um it all goes back to when i was a youth pastor of hv high voltage and i was a youth pastor for 10 years it was the funnest journey of my life uh our youth group was thriving and it was such a fun journey I mean, we had leaders and retreats and it was just a blast it was so much fun and i remember it was probably halfway through about five years in we got a call we got walmart the best place on the planet there's there's a lot of walls in my life that are some of my favorite places there's walmart there's wawa and there's wahoo's so those are the best place on the face of the planet so we're at walmart one of my faves and we're just walking through the aisles and we get a call, bless you, we get a call and uh, it's one of the girls that goes to our youth group and she's uh, she she letting us know that one of the girls that hasn't been going to youth group in a while just committed suicide. And I remember just this sinking feeling, I don't know if you've ever had that happen in your life where someone takes their life, but it's one of those things where you start racing through your brain, what went wrong? Like how could somebody get to that part in their life. And for the next week, I tell you what, I couldn't get out of it. It was the darkest time of my life because I felt like a lost kid. Sorry. And for seven days, we literally just walked on the house and stared. It was so like, I asked myself, what did I do? What, where did we go wrong? This was a girl that was in a youth group. She had sat under my teaching She had been a part of our outreaches. She had been a part of our church. I mean, this is a girl that was rubbing shoulders with Jesus followers. What went wrong? We went to the funeral and uh, they read her letter, which was crazy. I was like, oh my word. But in the letter, she talked about how she just felt alone and like nobody cared and she felt so secluded and just like on this journey all alone. And I, 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 I stood at the casket looking at this 17-year-old girl, and I thought in my head, I said, I, I, I told Jesus, I said, I will never let another person die not knowing their purpose and that they're loved and they belong somewhere. And from then on, that was my reason. I saw Kim Hill and everybody, all of a sudden, every relationship I had, every conversation I had, every person that I, I talked to, i didn't just see a person i saw kim hill i saw deeper and so you have to know that god chose you and appointed you for the thing but you have to know your reason why you're doing it and so i want to challenge you in these next months as we start to reach out to philly and we start to go nuts and and bring people in that it's beyond just we're building a church it's beyond just we're we're forming another, you know, organization that's reaching the world and making a difference and serving and all that. That's all good stuff. But what is your reason? Why did God send you here? Why did God break your heart? Because before that incident went down, I was doing ministry and I was loving. I was having a blast. There's nothing wrong with that. But once that happened, it stirred something in me that said, not on my watch. I'll go, I'll go to the death for this. I'll die on this hill. Because it's worth it, and I want to challenge you not to live your life full of meaningless pursuits. Because God has a reason for you to be here in this moment. It's destiny. You feel it. I feel it. Got the momentum because we're all pumped up. Because we're like we know we're supposed to be doing this. This is amazing. And it's in those those moments. So if if we draw into God, and say, God, I don't want to just be your servant. I don't just want to do your work and and then someday find out why I was doing it. I want to be your friend. I want to pull you in and listen to your voice and say, why am I here? Give me a reason that moves me, that gives me passion, that gives me that fervency. And and I pray that your reason doesn't have to take a death. I, I pray that it doesn't have to come to that, that it's something else in your life that you think back, that's why I'm doing this. This, this is the reason I'm here. So that every room we walk into, every conversation you have, you walk in knowing your purpose. Because there's a difference between going to an event and working an event. I don't know if you've ever been on the other side, but if you ever just go and chill at an event, not a thought in your, in your world, right? It's just relaxing, taking it all in, you entertain me, whatever. But if you're working an event, you show up differently. You have purpose. All of a sudden, I have a camera in my hand. I gotta take pictures, and I'm 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 present. And I wonder if we all showed up to the mission of God. And every conversation we had, we came into not church. And see, we listen. We're gonna start a church together. Let's get real about what <laughs> church is. Okay, church is not where you show up. That's right. The world is where you show up. No. Your job is where you show up. The conversations with your employees is where you show up. That's where you show up and God gives you that permission and authority to speak life. And that's where you have a reason. That you're not just going through life to get to church. That's silly. But you're going through life to bring Jesus to your world. And I wonder what Kim Hill moment is in your life that will drive you mad if you don't live your life pursuing it and going after the things of God. So my prayer is literally this, God, break our hearts. Break our hearts for this. Let this season of increase be more than just, we're just adding people and we're just, no, no, no. That's not what it's about. Who's the individuals we're touching? Who's the needs we're meeting because of the culture of change, because of how it's changed our life. Because when I belong and I find my purpose, I am alive and well, I love life. I can't wait to get out there but when i don't have purpose and i don't have meaning in my life i'm a waste of skin i can go into depression so quickly that's what i know that's why i know this culture of change will change your life because it's changed my life you understand like that's what we're doing it's changed us and so yeah i'll walk with you with an umbrella this is super awkward but i'll walk with you because i understand what the change has happened in my life i understand because jesus has broken my heart for you and you could be the next kim hill you could be thinking about. You know, you could be thinking about death. I don't know, but I'm going to walk with you and I'm going to make you feel like you're royalty just for today so you know that somebody cares, somebody loves you. Because it's more than just coming to church and gathering. It's, it's saving a city one person at a time. So can we pray together? I just want to pray over us that God would just break our hearts and then, God, I thank you so much for who you are. You are an amazing God. And I pray that today you would literally take us to a new depth in our relationship with you. Jesus, make us friends, make us confidants, make make us people who hear your voice in such a real deep way. God, you're amazing. You're amazing. And we trust you so much. And we thank you that as we go into this season of increase and we go into this season of reaching out to those that don't know you, God, keep it in the first foremost of our mind, keep it in the, the first of our thoughts that we are here for people. We're here for those that don't know you here for those that are far from you. And God, we just pray that you just help us. Help us out to strengthen the passion. Build a fire inside of us that we can't stay silent, that we are everything you've called us to be. In your name we pray, amen.